Well, welcome to a special Easter edition of our Leading Together podcast. Today we are joined by... It's me, Sarah. It's me, Sarah. It's Mario. Okay, Michael, I have a question for you. Uh, longtime listener. Um, First time guest. A few weeks ago, you talked about the opportunity of inviting someone into your home and helping in that situation. And I think it might be good if you kind of explained how that's going, where that's going, where it came from. Yeah. So uh, back episode, I don't know, four or five, uh, we were talking about meeting needs. And I brought up that we had this opportunity for this girl to move in. She was living in a, in a very bad situation, needed uh, a home, needed security, needed uh, to be out of the situation she was in. Uh, and so, yes, we actually offered, we met her a few more additional times, then offered her a place to stay, um, did like a formal like rental agreement, walked her through that because she's very young. Uh, so kind of in helping her and kind of on our from our perspective on multiple fronts, getting her out of a bad situation, getting her into a healthier uh, living um, as well as just kind of emotional atmosphere. And then following it up with helping her to kind of grow and mature and be in this transition to adulthood. She was uh, actually a student at Delta, which is actually where I first met her. And then it came back around through another connection. So yeah, we actually have a housemate, a roommate written from us and it's, it's going great. Um, She's is super sweet. She helps with the kids. Not, Not that that's why we did it, but it, helps. But she comes and she's a part of our dinner table a lot. She's a part of our nightly routine with the boys where we read Bible stories and Bible prayers and we pray and um, she participates in that. So yeah, I I don't know where God leads it, um, but we were praying for redemption. We were praying for kind of this restoration for her. And then it turns out She is a cousin to my nieces and nephews, my niece and nephew, first cousin, very close in age. So, and they haven't had any contact in life. And so, uh, there's, there's this weird kind of family dynamic now in my life that, um, is challenging, but also I think very good on the other side. So when you say, see her with my family, you can say hi and get to know her. It's Easter week. Or or do you think most GCs are meeting? We'll probably meet next Tuesday. I'm assuming. We're, we're doing an egg hunt Saturday. That's why I asked. I don't like eggs. Well, these eggs probably have candy <laughs> in them for kids or something. <laughs> if there's a cookie in these <laughs> eggs. So Easter, we're jumping back to the prayer series. Talking about Jesus' prayer. John 17. Jesus is praying about... Well, Jesus prays about a whole lot in John 17, and that's why I'm only taking little bits and pieces. And what's interesting is I'm going to do a little bit out of John 17 on Good Friday and then Easter Sunday both. On Easter, we're going to look at, you know, why did Jesus pray and why should we pray? And the main point of why Jesus prays is relationship with the Father. And that's why we pray. Prayer is not to change God's mind. You know, prayer is not to try and get things... Not that we can't pray for things, but prayer is ultimately about relationship with God. And then what does Jesus pray for? So what should we pray for? And Jesus prays for his glory, God's glory. When God's glory is known in our life, we will understand who he is better. And then the third thing really comes about, you know, why did Jesus pray this way and why should we? It's that our lives will be changed. When we understand God's glory of who he is, which is most clearly seen in the gospel, it will change who we are and how we live by our relationship with him. 
And so this is kind of what Easter does. It reveals to us really the heart of God and what relationship with him can look like throughout our lives. So Sarah, what what decreases your desire to pray? What decreases? Yeah, when you're just like, I just don't want to pray. I just don't feel like it. Usually it's more of a forget, get busy, get into the moment. And when you do get into a moment, what does your prayers look like? Well, it depends on how severe the situation has happened in front of me. Um, uh, I try to start my days in prayer I get on myself when I don't start my days in prayer and forgot. Because God loves you more when you pray more. Absolutely. Yeah. And my day will be better if I pray to start because I control, you yeah. know, I'm in control. So I right. did this. So therefore my or day Or God owes this. you. I did this thing and now God has to make my day better because I did the thing that he wants me to do. Yeah. I mean, perfectly said. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoy praying. I enjoy talking to God. It's for me... I get on myself when it's not a priority where I don't think about doing it, where I just let other things get in the way or I feel like I'm too busy or things come up. And I can't think of times where I'm like, I know I should pray about this, but I don't want to. Do you ever sit there and say, God, I want to know your glory. I want to know who you are because typically that's not the way that most of us pray, mm-hmm. right? We, we, we're going through life and everything's coming at us. Is my kid sick or my kid's got COVID or I don't feel good? Or, and we start just kind of praying about these things that are so immediate in our life. And one of the things we see through most of the prayers in the Bible, the big, big ones, is they don't technically start with God, Can give me you? strength, help me through this, although they get there, but they usually start in a place of, God, I need to know who you are first. And how often do your guys' prayers start with that? Uh, very little. <laughs> very little. I, I I make a point. I try often to make a point when I'm praying to give God glory in the things that I've seen and experienced that day. Um, but usually it's things that maybe I want to identify and not so much just asking God to continue to reveal that to me. But I, I do make a point to try to make it about him first more than more than me when I'm being honest. I get tired of communicating. I, I'm somebody who don't communicate well to begin with and it's exhausting. Says the guy who does this podcast and sets it up and gets it going and gets us all talking. And it makes me exhausted. <laughs> I go home and sleep for four hours. So what I'm hearing is element is the reason that your prayer life isn't stronger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, you know, I get to, I, get, I mean, my poor wife, she probably... Why would like me to talk more than I do? Uh, no, she does. She does, and, and she's a gr- she's a much better communicator than I am. And I get I get exhausted, and so prayer right is a form of communication. It's a form of I may have a narrative going in my head, but it's different than than talking. And so um, that's how I, I that that's what hinders me. And then when I do enter it, it's usually with an agenda or mm. um, out of like man, it's been a while since I prayed. I have like certain things that I make sure I pray for every day. And it's like, I have an agenda and is my agenda always God's agenda or does God want me to be quiet and to listen? It's hard thinking about these things. I can feel a cycle in my prayers based, especially in, you know, specifically times of desperation or if I feel like I'm spiraling out, it's almost like the seven stages of grief. Like first I have, dear God, please help me. I'm struggling. I'm spiraling. I can't do this. And then it's like, are you there, God? It's me, Sarah. And then it's, 
after a very long while, it's okay, I'm going to find things to be thankful for in the midst of this chaos. And then at the end, it usually ends up being, Lord, I tried to take control. I can't have control. I just want typically to know him more and have him work through me instead of me being trying to control whatever situation is happening. I think it's a, a good direction to have our GCs go is, you know, talk about how we pray or why we pray, or what our focus of our prayers are. How do you help lead somebody in prayer where it's not just a works righteous prayer, where it's like, well, just, just pray more or ask for God's glory. Like what, so what's the next step if somebody admits that prayer? Well, I, I, the first suffers. step is probably even before that, it's having someone understand what prayer actually is. Because a lot of times people, I think they misunderstand prayer so much that they think it, it has to be said a certain way and done a certain way when when you understand the intimacy of the relationship better, our prayers will become more natural. God, I want you to show me who you are because only by understanding who you are will I be able to pray differently. And you know, that word glory, that word glory comes from this understanding of weight, what is most weighty. And we all take things on in our lives that carry a weight for us. We are all being molded into something because we have placed something with weight above us. And we need to answer that question too. What do we hold most weighty in our lives? And if it's not Jesus, it's something else because there will always be something that we are conforming to. You know, so what are those things that we tend to conform to? Comfort, things of comfort. I probably gravitate towards the easier, more comfortable things in life. And so therefore, whether it's parenting now or it's marriage or it's not necessarily work, I feel like work I is probably the area that's easier for me to to not. But, um, but even in conversations, probably at work, I'll gravitate towards an easier route than not. And then things of uh, vices like food, comfort is my go-to that I'll go to. So it I think I'm in that image of instant gratification, instant gratification. I feel like I, I tend to be molded in ways where I'm busy. I, I don't know what to do when I don't have things to do. And so I find things to do because I never want to be viewed as lazy. I never want to be viewed as someone who just sits around and does nothing. I want people to think, Oh, that guy has a lot going on. Not just because I have a lot going on, but it makes me look productive and I like to be productive and I want people to think I'm productive, whether they am or not. And it's, and that's a weight that sits upon me and it conforms my life to do certain things where I can't sit still and just enjoy certain moments at times. And that is me not really sitting and looking and understanding the glory of God. It's me making busyness of myself into an idol. I relate in the area of what people think. Why am I busy? And it's typically because I care what people think. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to let people down. I'm very bad at saying no. The root of what I give too much weight to is others' view of me instead of who my father has created me to be and who he sees me as. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's much easier to go workspace and acts of service and gain the favor from the people who I can see and feel and have tangible relationship with 
when I should be able to feel and have tangible relationship with Christ. Well, there's an honest podcast for you. There you go. So anyway, don't forget, uh, Jesus is risen. This is an amazing day to celebrate what God has done in his promises from the entire Old Testament through today. And we get to celebrate that. And hopefully in the end, we will see the glory of God as it takes place in our lives. Happy Easter. I really appreciated the idea of coming back to the prayer aspect of this four months after we finished the series, because like I said, it's not so much that I don't want to pray. It's I forget to, or I get busy or I get distracted. Um, I really liked this idea of, Hey, we took this journey as a church together, as families, as a church family, we gave you topics to be praying about every week. If you didn't know what to pray about, gave you a whole booklet. Uh, and, and now four months later, like how did any of those habits stick? Yep. And I'm I'm having to reevaluate and look back and see that maybe the habits didn't quite stick. And so uh, it's nice to have this reminder of, hey, where's that? Where's my conversation with God going right now? Or how's my conversation going right now? And prayer is an ongoing conversation with God. That, that he, he, start, started. That he started. <laughs> <laughs> yes.